Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church with Rev L all the way from the north of England. Episode 34, the best thing in the year 2022. This is the end of series two. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. My favourite bit was the conference series. Looking at living in love and faith helped me to think through some of the issues. I hope you found the same. And parts of the Jesus series made me cry. Something Sometimes you realise you're talking about something far bigger than yourself. We're going to take a break for a couple of weeks after today and are back on the air Friday the 6th of January 2023. And I'm really looking forward to next year on Church Ahead. In January, I'm going to get really tough on the clergy. In February, we're going to talk about the Zeitgeist Church operates in. And we'll gear up to Easter with a series about Jesus' death. And whether the church gets the message about Jesus' death right. By spring, we're going to get political So today, I'd like to welcome you to Ashton Underline for the final church ahead of this year. Last week, we were a long way east for the worst of 2022. For the best thing this year, we only have to go a few miles east of Manchester. The words underline refer to the town's position just under the Pennines, which makes it quite damp and cold in winter. It's not one of Greater Manchester's most desirable places to live. Not many people would cross continents to live here. Most Mancunians only ever go there for a well-known Swedish self-assembly furniture store. So our story takes place in one of Manchester's more ordinary towns. In fact, on one of the scruffier streets of that town. Why was I in Ashton Underline? I was there as the landlord of a house we own for a viewing by a potential tenant this summer. So I'm stood in the front door of this two-bedroom terraced house looking along a Coronation Street type scene. And I'm thinking to myself, why do these people leave their bins out in front of the house Why is there so much litter blowing around? Why are people so scruffy on this street? Our house behind me is immaculate. We've spent a lot of money, time and trouble on it. And as I look along the street, I wonder to myself, have we overdone it? Is this house a bit too nice for this area? I've already rejected scores of applications for this house including one from this girl I'm waiting for, who first time round I rejected her straight away, but then she strengthened her case by getting her friends to help her, so she's here for a second go at persuading me. Bang on the time agreed, a car pulls up and a young Indian woman gets out with a male Indian driver. Quite shy and nervous, She says hello, and I go straight into slightly grumpy landlord mode. Where's your guarantor? 
who she told me was female. Why is she with a man? The woman smiles and reassures me that the guarantor is coming. Within one minute, another car pulls up and two more Indian people get out. Here is the guarantor, a smiling middle-aged Indian woman. I'm immediately struck by how improbably nice these people all seem. I wonder what's going on here. I start chatting to one of the men and find out he's an NHS psychologist and another is a nursing sister. This on a street where not that many people would have jobs, let alone jobs as good as these. The viewing begins and we tour the house and I show them some certificates for safety and compliance and then we all start talking. They ask a few sensible and intelligent questions. They want the house, and so I swing into bank manager mode, checking them out and checking the paperwork. All their proofs are pretty clean. The process is reassuringly easy. The applicant is an Indian nurse employed at the local hospital, walking distance away. She's staying in a hostel, and when she gets a tenancy, she can send for her husband and seven-year-old daughter in India. So quite a lot is riding on this for her. Now, I was pretty impressed with this young woman, but what really impressed me was the company she keeps. I've never met so many nice, well-mannered, successful people at one viewing not even for a big house in a smart area, let alone a little mid-terrace in Ashton. I was intrigued by these people. There was something a bit different about them. I always ask a lot of questions at these meetings to catch out the fraudsters and verify the good ones. So I asked them, how do you know each other? Almost in unison, they all smiled and some of them laughed and they said, we're friends from church. Now, I'm not there to jump up and down about church fellowship. So I played it cool, the unemotional landlord who would evict his own mother. So you're not Hindus then? And one by one, they told me how they or their family had come to Christ, as they put it, and joined the Pentecostal church in India. And now they all go to Manchester Pentecostal Church, where the pastor is a Indian from Kerala. OK, a bit of my hard face slipped away and I muttered something about being a Christian myself. And as I've thought about this experience, what I keep asking myself is this. Was I at a property viewing in Ashton or was I in the fellowship group of the Indian branch of the Church of Jesus Christ. Was I for a few minutes in the Manchester Pentecostal Church? Was I in a gathering of the global body of Christ in a foretaste of heaven? Those church friends were helping this young nurse in all sorts of ways. One stood guarantor, another helped her understand the British property market, Another guided her about English tenancies. Another drove her around. So here was the church at work in front of my eyes. 
and it was a wonderful thing to see. The pleasure they took in helping her was palpable. It was not a difficult decision to offer her the tenancy. A few days later, we were back there again for the handover of the property. The gang were with her once again, and when we completed the contract and video inventory and identification and I showed her how to operate the boiler, she looked a little bit sheepish and nervous, so I asked, is there anything else I can do for you? Please, can we say a prayer, she asks. And so the guarantor's husband says a prayer in heavenly, heavily accented English. I assume the English was for my sake. It was a very charismatic style of prayer. Most of them had their hands raised in the air. Oh, Jesus this, and yes, Jesus that. My amen at the end sounded very feeble and restrained. I've never handed over a house with a prayer before. But what a wonderful way to start things off. I'm well aware that when I hand a house over, this is often a transformational life event for the tenant. And these Pentecostal Christians had turned this young woman from a rental no-hoper into someone I could offer a home to, helping her to secure the home and get her going. And then to seal the deal with a prayer, what a wonderful thing to do, what a wonderful thing the church is. In India, in the north of England, even in Ashton-under-Line, especially in Ashton-under-Line, what a wonderful thing the church is. So, the 2022 Church Ahead Award for my best experience of church this year goes to the Manchester Pentecostal Church. I'm not trying to big myself up. I'm a comfortably off-capitalist who makes a decent living from people needing a place to live. I advertise my properties on the mainstream portals and would not want to fish only for Christians, even if it were legal. I've had good tenants who are Hindu, Muslim and of course many non-religious and atheists. But my opinion, my honest opinion, as a very broad-brush generalisation, the best people have often been Christian. What I can't help wondering about my nurse in Ashton and Underline is whether I'm guilty of colluding in my country, nicking the health workers from a poor country. The British NHS has been on a recruitment drive in Kerala, offering generous incentives for trained nurses. Our country needs more nurses, but surely so does her home country. Have I walked into a 21st century form of colonialism? So even this nice little feel-good tale leaves questions. If you value the questions you've heard on Church Ahead, then please think of someone you can recommend this podcast to. Meanwhile, thank you for listening. Happy Christmas and see you next year. Thank you for listening to episode 34. Hope you enjoy the break and please join me again 
on Friday the 6th of January 2023.